Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, faithful? Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I am your host, as always, John Chapman. And can you believe it? Good news coming on the injury front. Who knew that a team could have positive things happen on the injury front? Well, that's what we have today. Uh, There are three, not one, not two, but thrice, my good friends, Three positive <laughs> injury reportings that are people coming off of IR to help the 49ers. It doesn't even make sense. It can't even believe it. So we're going to go over all that, what that entails, what the practice window looks like for uh, injured ret- return and returning from that because this year it's a little bit different. So you've kind of got that going on. Plus, we're going to jump into some defensive film. We finished our Patreon breakdown of all the defensive uh, plays today versus the Patriots. And I walked away with a lot of confidence. Um, confidence in our defense, confidence in our scheme that I have not seen before. It's it's almost... I. You know, Matt Barrows was on the show yesterday, and that was incredible. If you if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, you need to go back and listen to at least the second half. Matt Barrows, beat reporter uh, for The Athletic, uh, joined us for about 25 minutes, just talks through things, through history of the 49ers, whatever else. But he had a comment in there that Kyle Shanahan and Robert Sala need to send thank you cards to Brian Flores because what happened after the Dolphins game the team looks different. It looks totally different. They finally understood quick passing. They finally understood run the ball 37 times back-to-back weeks. And they finally understood on defense, no gimmies. No more gimmies. <laughs> that, we're not doing that crap anymore. And we're even rolling a little bit of different safety coverage to some new formations uh, that I haven't seen before from Robert Sala. So we're going to show some clips from there. We've got interviews galore. We're going to hear from Fred Warner and Kyle Shanahan multiple times, including some of the lighter side of Shanahan. Uh, he has been all business this year. Very, very uptight and angry, perturbed, if you will. He finally is starting to relax, and I think we all feel the same way. When your team wins back-to-back games, back-to-back games that we were underdogs in both of them, 
I think that it kind of, you know, yeah, okay, now we're moving. You know, you get that one win, and it's like, all right, was that a fluke? Then you go on the road all the way to the East Coast. You dismantle the Patriots. Now you're starting to build up some confidence and just some relaxing. It, it, it sucks going to work. You know, I, I'm a teacher, so it's a little bit different for me. Uh, having 16-, 17-, 18-year-olds talk trash about your football team, I mean, I could take it. I'm a grown man. But no lie, man, it builds up a little bit. <laughs> and so to be able just to sit back and just say, yeah, we're back. Um, this is where we're supposed to be. Four and three is not ideal. However, there is a very, very short list. If every team in the NFL had to rank teams they don't want to play, I guarantee you this, the 49ers are on every single damn team's list because they're out there embarrassing people. Uh, they're not just winning. They are embarrassing people. Um, shout out to the countdown crew. What's up, Nick? He always says hi. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, it makes me feel a little warm on the inside. So um, we're going to get into all those. Let's do this. And let's start right up at the top. We have three players. Three. Oh, it makes me so happy. Um, three players returned from IR today. Now, just because they returned from IR does not mean they are back going to be active for the game. That's not what that means. In today's NFL, you have a 21-day practice window, okay? So the three players that returned, that window started today. They can suit up. They can go out there. Um, I believe only Tevin Coleman was the only one that actually got snaps with the team. The others are working out conditioning, so on and so forth. Those two guys are Kwan Williams. This is That's the biggest one. And Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed was supposed to be out six to eight weeks. It's been four. I don't think Jordan Reed comes back this week, but I do think he comes back next week. Now, I do believe Kwan Williams comes back this week, and I think Tevin Coleman also does come back this week. Um, so, again, that 21-day practice window has been activated, but this is great news. Great news. And the idea, you know, Debo's out. The fact that Debo's out and you're getting Jordan Reed back probably next week, maybe this week. Oh, man, that, that question mark in the passing game and the versatility of this offense, not that Jordan Reed and Debo are you know equivalent to each other. By no means am I saying that. But we saw how dynamic Jordan Reed was in those first two and a half weeks. You remember, he only played two and a half games. And the dude was <laughs> all world tight end. He was all over the place. Um, but anyway, let's go to the head coach. He's going to just touch base quickly on these three. Again, Tevin Coleman, um, Kwan Williams, and Jordan Reed returning. Here's the head coach. All three of those guys um, have a chance this week. Um, but, um, you know, I, I don't, they're not going to be going today, so we'll see how much. I mean, I know Tevin will get a little bit today, but um, not, not very much. So uh, we'll see at the end of the week with them. Um, hoping more for the Green Bay game. But I'm still holding out hope for this week. Yeah, and so, you know, it's great news. You're taking the great news, and you're very, very happy with everything. But at the same time, it's not like you're out there just going to say, yay, they're back and they're starting. That's not the case. Now, just the practice report today from Wednesday, which is the first full practice. These are the players who did not practice. Quan Alexander didn't practice. Richie James with his ankle didn't practice, which we could really use him this week. This is an opportunity for him to step up. Uh, Debo obviously didn't. Shkwaski Tart did not. So that may, that's Tart's supposed to be back this week as well, but Marcel Harris played great. Um, he's very suitable to play take place there. This one scared me until I did a little bit more research. Jason Verrett didn't practice. Guess what? Calm down. Everybody chill. 
<laughs> it's not injury related whatsoever. Um, so it's a personal whatever. It could be a vet day. I don't know. But it's non-injury related. No worries about long term, whatever else. Might just be a vet day. He's been playing lights out in a lot of snaps. So just get him some rest because we have to have him moving forward. Uh, Jimmy Ward's out still with his quad. That's personally, uh, I would like to have Ver uh, Ward back, but not in the starting lineup. Uh, going through film today, the number one thing I took away. Tarvarius Moore is the best safety we have, not even close. Not best free safety, not best strong safety, not best backup safety. He's the best safety. He's the best safety, and I don't think it's close. If I had, regardless of position, if I'm ranking the safeties, Tarvarius Moore 1, Joukowsky Tart 2, might put Marcel Harris 3, and I put Jimmy Ward 4th. Uh, Jimmy Ward's been bad this year. Now, maybe he comes back with a vengeance from, you know, possibly losing his job, but Tarvarius Moore needs to start. Until you get Jimmy Ward back there from a full week of practice, please don't put him in. I know they're going to. Uh, I don't I, I know they're going to, but I think it's a mistake. Uh, Tarvarius Moore is the, the future of this team. He's incredible. The definition of a playmaker. The first, I, I know I'm going off on a rant here, but that's okay. <laughs> that's why I started a podcast, right? So I can go off on rants. Uh, the first and second series of the game were both stopped on third downs by Tarvarius Moore. By Tarvarius Moore. And he showed up all the time through film. He is always around the ball. Uh, there, there were games where you couldn't even find Jimmy Ward in the clip. You can't even find him. Where, where's Jimmy Ward at? You don't even know. Tarvarius Moore, man, that dude is a magnet to the ball. Wherever the action is, he is there. Um, I love Tarvarius Moore. Uh, dude's got to play. And Jeff Wilson, of course, he is out with an ankle injury. He will be out for a while. Now, we did have some new signings and some shuffling around. We released a lot of players where it was like, man, why did we release these guys? Well, we wanted them back on the practice squad. Uh, wide receiver Chris Finke, what's up? That's what's up. Um, you know, we had him. He was on the initial practice squad. We had to waive him with all the injuries. But now we got him back on the practice squad. That's a great thing. They like him long-term, especially his returning capabilities, slot work. Um, defensive line, Alex Barrett, who got his very first game action, got his first tackle. They had to waive him. Now he's back on the practice squad. We got him and cornerback Parnell Motley who we claimed off of waivers from Miami a while ago. But now that we're getting healthy, we didn't need him on the active contract. So on the active roster, the 53. So we cut him. Luckily, he cleared. We got him back on practice squad. That's good news. Now make room for that. Uh, besides putting players on IR, Josiah Coatney was released today. Defensive lineman. So that one kind of hurts, uh, but it's what it is. Alex uh, Barrett, again, we called him up. And he got playing time. So we have somebody that knows our system. He has game experience. That's who we're going to roll with. Now what we're going to do, we're going to roll over, baby. Let's jump over to the film. If you're watching on YouTube, enjoy. Um, and it, this is the defensive film. We, we went through the offensive film, which took well over an hour. <laughs> there were so many plays. Defensive film, just under an hour. Um, but what you're going to see is a lot of repetition. Defensive line play played relatively well, not great, but the secondary was lights out. Linebackers, lights out um, all over the place. And you're going to see some great plays from both safeties continuously as we watch these plays. All right, now, 
as we are watching this film, we're going to be going through a couple different things. Um, one, again, if you guys have your questions, we can do some of this. And I, I want to talk about this. This is from MK Green. John, do you fear Tevin Coleman will hamper our running game? We need Tevin Coleman back this week. Uh, everybody knows I'm not the biggest Tevin Coleman guy. He's averaging 1.7 yards per carry <laughs> before the injury. Now, given he didn't play very much, but still, it's kind of on par. Now, you look at guys like Jamichael uh, Hasty, who I think should be leading us in carries going into this week, whether Tevin Coleman's healthy or not. Uh, Hasty's averaging, I think, 5.4 yards per carry, which is second best on our team. So uh, just to kind of update what the numbers are just rushing-wise um, in yards per carry, okay? Brandon Ayuk, 17.3. <laughs> He's got four rushing attempts for two touchdowns and 70 yards. He's crushing it. George Kittle, two rushing attempts, eight and a half yards per carry. Then you get into the running backs. Mostert is leading the NFL, 5.9 yards per carry. Right behind that, Michael Hasty, 5.2. 5.2. That's on 20 carries, so it's not, it's, it's not a huge sample size. But in his longest is 20 yards. This dude just rips off five-yard carries every single time he touches the ball. Jarek McKinnon, 4.8. Jeff Wilson, 4.3. Jimmy Garoppolo, 3.5. Debo, 2.3. And Tevin Coleman, 1.7. Now, again, that's on 18 carries. But then again, here's the difference. Tevin Coleman, 18 carries for 30 yards. Jamichael Hasty, 20 carries, 103 yards. And that doesn't even throw in the receptions and things along that. So we do need Tevin Coleman back this week because we are shy. We're very shy. So if Tevin can't go, you're calling up Austin Walter. I don't think anybody really wants that. Uh, in an ideal world, Jermichael Hasty is the starter. And uh, splitting reps, Jarek McKinnon needs more reps. Okay, I, I personally believe Jarek McKinnon didn't fit into the game plan of punching this team in the face like we did last week, um, the last two weeks, really. But versus Seattle, there's going to be more third down plays where you could use Jarek McKinnon just fine. Um, but as far as carries go and touches, Jub Michael Hasty, And then I want Tevin Coleman to be the third running back. Now what they're probably going to do, and this breaks my heart, I don't even like saying this, very similar to what they did with Jeff Wilson. If Tevin Coleman makes it through a couple practices, he's probably going to be the starter. And... Unfortunately, he's going to go out there. We'll probably get a couple three and outs to start because unless he comes back ready to go, which he hasn't looked good this year, but hopefully he comes ready to play because if he is suited up, you know Kyle Shanahan's going to be giving him the ball. But what I want to do is jump back to Hasty because this is huge. I didn't even know this. Uh, didn't really get leaked out till just today. During the press conference, they asked Kyle Shanahan, okay, why <laughs> he got picked up. You remember you can protect players. And two weeks in a row we protected Jamichael Hasty on the practice squad. Teams tried to claim him. Now under the new with, with everything going on and the new uh what's it called? COVID and whatever else, the new CBA, you get to protect two players. But that doesn't mean other teams can't put in claims. What it means is so we protected Jamichael Hasty on our practice squad. The 49ers did. Another team, two different teams, um, put in claims to steal him away. Now we have the option, or the player has the option, okay? Now we know teams are trying to claim him. We can promote him to our 53, or we can say, you know what? It's your choice, man. Do you want to go, or do you want to stay with the 49ers? Well, it turns out 
Jamichael Hasty's got a little bit of a loyalty complex, which Kyle Shanahan's going to love and remember for a long time. And here's the head coach talking about what it meant for Jamichael Hasty to choose the 49ers practice squad over being on the 53-man roster of another team. There is no worry that Bob just got on you for no reason. He just didn't like your article. Um, no, I'm just joking. We had, um, the best thing about camp this year was that people weren't going to do really good in preseason that had a hard time to make the team just because we had some depth there. Um, and guys aren't ready to all the time, and you like to keep them on practice squad until they're ready. Uh, the problem is other people steal them off your roster. Uh, we didn't think we'd have to worry about that this year since we didn't have games, but your articles were written so well we got nervous about it. So we sent Bob on you, um, hoping you would chill out a little bit. Um, but, no, people have tried to come for him too this year. Um, you know, that's why um, – you know, the guy's been committed to stay here. Um, you know, we've expressed our plans for him. And, you know, the guy had to make a tough decision a few weeks ago whether to stay here on practice squad for another week or go to another team. And he chose to stay here. He believed he'd eventually get his opportunity. And we told him we didn't know when, but uh, it ended up happening that next week. So uh, he was ready, and I'm glad he's here for it. And, and, man, whenever you look at it that way, and you basically say, man, this is a guy that could have got it's not a small pay cut okay that that's it's a gigantic pay cut so just to update you on the numbers he walked away from a lot of money to be a part of this team um practice squad per week in the nfl in the new cba you get eight thousand four hundred dollars per game okay so per week while you're in season eight thousand dollars a week definitely that's no chump change i'm not trying to you know downplay that but if he would have went to the other roster, his pay cut would have—he would have went from eight thousand a week to thirty-five grand a week and change, eight hundred and eighty-two dollars to be exact. So, you're talking about walking away from twenty-seven thousand dollars a week. That's a damn teacher salary. I'm sitting over here just like, man, I'm in the wrong business. If only I had quads. I do have big quads, but if only they worked in an athletic purpose besides just <laughs> taking up lots of space um, and decreasing my flexibility. Let's be honest. But the fact that he walked away from this, Matt Mayoko, you know, he ran the numbers. Thank God. Uh, 427% pay increase. Now, again, I'm a teacher, right? I'm a teacher. If I got offered a 427% pay increase to go teach at another school, I'm probably going to take that. I hate to say it. I do love my school. Um, I, I don't want to leave where I'm at. But it, it, this is the United States. And the fact that Hasty chose to stay with the 49ers, despite all that money, that's huge. This guy didn't get drafted, right? He didn't get the big contract. Uh, now, he's making enough money to survive right now, but the average stay in the NFL for a running back is less than two years. He's betting on the long term. Now, um, the question was asked, and I'm glad they pressed uh, Shanahan on this, but they asked him, man, that's a big money that he walked away from, Jamichael Hasty. What are your thoughts on that? And here's what the coach said. I mean, I just, I really tell people the truth, and, and it's, it's a... It's... It's a lot easier when you believe in someone like um, we did, with, like we do with him. But I mean, guys are so excited to get a start in the NFL and make a little more money that week and stuff. But I just try to tell guys that I mean, a week's paycheck that might help your lifestyle for a little bit. But I mean, that's not that's not money. That's not going to last you. I mean, if you want money in this league, you got to make it, and you got to get to that second contract if you ever want to have some savings and stuff like that. So, um, are you looking at just trying to have a better lifestyle? Or are you looking at trying to? Um, 
change your life and maybe change your family's life and your kids. And if, if you want to look at it that way, you got to be in the right situation, the one that you're going to, you think will be the best decision long-term, not short-term. And um, when you have a certain skill set and you fit, we can sell to a person how we think they might be better for us and other teams. And, um, and they really listen and they're trying to make the right decision, not just off of the check that week. Uh, I think sometimes guys make the decisions that they do to stay. I mean, that's the thing. It's crazy. I see this question on here. I love it from Jeremy. He says, there's a lot of talk about hasty out there. Have you been spreading the word? Here, Here's the deal. We can't take credit for hasty. All we could say is we were the first ones on the boat. Um, and, you know, I mean, one of my favorite things to do is undrafted free agents. Obviously, it's easy to get on board with them just because the story is incredible. But whenever you do film work, which I, I don't remember the number we broke down, I think it was 174 draft prospects, and you get certain prospects that you just put stars next to, and you say, man, you know what, this guy's probably not a third, fourth round pick or whatever, but there's just something there, whether it's personality, whether it's film traits, whether it's whatever, it's there. Um, and so, you know, whenever you get these guys, it, it, it's so fun to root for. And I'm not saying there aren't other people that have been rooting for Hasty or any of those things. Definitely not. But golly, whatever it is, he has it. There's there's no doubt in your mind. Through 20 carries, you watch him and you just say, "All right, what what he's doing? Can we just can we see more of that?" I, I think it's important um, because you don't see it all the time. You watch guys like Tevin Coleman and even you know. You see Jeff Wilson, who just got named Player of the Week. Good gosh, right? He only played two and a half quarters. But there's a big difference between Jeff Wilson and Jamichael Hasty. The ceiling is not comparable. Jeff Wilson was an undrafted free agent from UNT, Texas, another Texas guy. Uh, but whenever Hasty went in, it was hold your breath every single time he touches the ball. Uh, there's just something there. And so you, you got to love that. Um, let's see here from Nick. Which one worries you more about the Sea Hags, defense or offense? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the, the worst rated defense, the most yards ever allowed in seven weeks in the NFL, in NFL history. So definitely not worried about that. And the offense, putting up record-breaking numbers. Um, you're going back to the Peyton Manning Broncos that won the Super Bowl type offensive production. Uh, you got to be worried about the offense. Now, the, the great thing is that strength on strength. Uh, their offense versus our defense, which we're going to have the next episode uh, be coming out Friday or Saturday. It, it's all Seahawks. It's all Seahawks. And there's lots of new players everywhere there. Um, but yeah, definitely their offense, 100%. Um, let's see here from All Star Tuna. I like the name, office reference. Uh, do you think Kyle pushed Jimmy back too soon, hence the Dolphins lost? No, I, I don't think that you knew the answer was not Nick Mullins. For those of you that have been pushing the Nick Mullins narrative, we found out pretty quick that ain't it. C.J. Beathard definitely ain't it. We've got plenty of film on that. And so there's there's three-part thing for Jimmy Garoppolo. One, is he personally ready to go? Does he feel he's ready to go? He said yes. Two, the athletic staff, right, the training staff, do they feel he's healthy enough to protect himself? They said yes. And Kyle Shanahan has to be the last one to verify that, the coaching staff. They all verified it. Um, so he gets out there in the first half versus Miami. You could tell right away this ain't it. They pull him out, and then you give him the try next week. But what's important is that he practiced it three days before that game. Um, but he got hit a couple times. You remember our offensive line was trash back then. seems like a decade ago. 
But no, I, I think they did. They handled the Jimmy thing correctly. I, I really, really do. Um, from Nick, could Kyle finally start running more two tight end sets with Kittle and Reed? You bet your rear end they will. Um, we 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 need it. <laughs> there's there's no doubt about that. Like if you look at just this week, Charlie Warner got seven snaps, and you got to go to the bottom. Ross Dwelly got 22 snaps, and that's out of 66. So you're saying over a third of the time currently we're running two tight end sets. That number needs to jump up, especially with Debo out. Uh, more two tight end sets because we don't have the wide receivers. Kendrick Bourne's going to be a starter this week, but Kendrick Bourne was already getting a lot of snaps. Um, you know, he got 30. So Kendrick Bourne was getting half the snaps. Now he's going to get almost all of them. Now who's going to be that third wide receiver? Probably going to be Trent Taylor out there most. Uh, Richie James, if he's healthy, Dante Pettis, please don't even bring that up. Um, we, we've been there. We've done that. So kind of take that for what you want. But yeah, more two tight end sets would be amazing. Um, yeah, I think I think you're good good there. Um, let's see here, Sergio. Would you draft Hasty or Coleman this week in fantasy off the waiver wire? If you just need a starter this week, I'm saying Hasty. Long term, probably Coleman. If you're in a dynasty, Hasty's the guy to stick with because Coleman's going to be gone next year. Jarek McKinnon's probably going to be gone next year. You're talking about a one-two punch of Raheem Mostert, who's not going anywhere, and Jamichael Hasty. So it depends on what your need is, Sergio. But the safe bet, unfortunately, is going to be Coleman just because Kyle Shanahan loves his guys. That's what it is. Um, but again, Hasty, you're talking about a guy, if he gets the carries, it's it's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Uh, he's that good. He's that good. Um, real quick, let's take a, a break. And I want to share our Faithful Stories and Reviews series. This is people sharing... Um, head over to iTunes, type in 49ers Rush Podcast, leave a five-star review and how you became part of the faithful. And this week, we've been saving this one. I want to be honest with you. Here we go. Uh, this is from Faithful from Birth. Um, he says, my becoming a faithful is exactly my tag, Faithful from Birth. In my family, you are born a Niner fan. There is no other way. Once during a losing streak, my grandma missed a Sunday where we had won, and my dad did not let her come over the rest of the season due to superstition. <laughs> grandma, stay outside. <laughs> you can't come in. That's pretty hardcore. Um, anyway, he, he goes on to continue. I saved my review for this week because my wife was raised a Seahawks fan. Boo. But she knew being part of being married to me, she would have to change her ways. As soon as we were engaged, my parents bought her a matching will. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California. Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more. 
pick less, it's that easy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This jersey to go with mine. I love that. Respect. It's the generations, right? You're building that. Um, later on, we had two boys. One of them has a Bowman jersey, the other a Garoppolo jersey. The tradition continues, and the faithful runs through our blood. Oh, man, that's awesome. It, whenever you hear about Fairweather fans, it just makes me chuckle, right? It just makes me laugh because you know it's fleeting. It's, it's not, it's not going to last. It, it, it's, it's a fad, right? They just jump around. It's like the people that are, you know, Yankees fans and Lakers fans and whatever else. Like, no, get out of here. Like, what is this? You you have you stand for nothing. <laughs> uh, you're an ambulance chaser. But whatever. He goes on, and I guarantee you when we grow up, get married, their spouses, talking about his kiddos, we'll be getting some Niners gear from us. I love it, man. Uh, to be part of this family, you are you have to be faithful. That is awesome. I love the passion. And there's something about bringing family together it's like a freaking holiday the 16 times we get a play plus playoffs it's a holiday it's incredible man i love it thank you for sharing your story now as we went through this week um and again i talked about how kyle shanahan kind of settling down a little bit very straight to the point seems pissed off at every question you know we play all the press clips and if you're whether you're listening to the podcast or you're watching the podcast you can just tell his demeanor hasn't been that fun players coach at all this year. Well, today kind of changed that. Uh, again, this press conference happened maybe two or three hours ago. Um, and so here is Kyle Shanahan being asked because he's been doing something different this year. He has put himself, I love this, as the scout team quarterback during defensive install. He's the head coach. He can do whatever the hell he wants. But he put himself as the practice squad QB during defensive install. Uh, and he gets asked about it, and he's got some awesome answers here. I mean, it started out just when I first got here um, in training camp. Uh, you know, I've never paid attention to the defensive periods as an um, offensive coordinator. And just watching how their walkthroughs went, how they have, you know, like a, a linebacker coach or a, a quality control playing quarterback for them. Um, and then I was always just watching it, and I got so frustrated with where they were going with the ball, um, telling them that's not where they're going to go, things like that, just because I look at it more from a quarterback perspective. And I then I realized I guess I could go in there and try it since I was the head coach. I was a little nervous at first because I'm not the best quarterback, but I tried to go in there and just practice going where I tell our quarterbacks to go with the ball, and I actually enjoy it a lot. It's like my break in the day. Um, I also like talking to the quarterbacks about stuff after it because I go through all the cards they're about to go through when they compete, um, mainly our scout team guys, but I get to go through the same looks um, that CJ and Nick go through. So it's fun to do it, and um, I try to give the defenses somewhat of a realistic look based off what I think the quarterbacks are trying to get the ball to. Yeah, and, and some defensive players, and even Lynch mentioned, you're a little competitive about it. Do you think there's a good – I mean, do you like being an offensive guy who can kind of get into the mix with, during a defensive practice and drill? Yeah, as long as they can't hit me. I really enjoy it. Yeah, Football is very fun. 
uh, when those guys can't hit you. So um, sitting in the pocket with no pass rush and watching guys have zip play zone when I don't have to worry about the D-line and I can try some no-look throws and things like that that you would never try with the D-line coming at you, but gives me some false confidence, and it's always fun to mess with those guys. And Lynch did say he comes into your office sometimes and you're going over the video of your throws. Is that what you're doing? You're going over your throws? Um, I mean, only for teaching purposes, you know. But, I, I, no, I do enjoy it. I mean, I love getting a chance to play sports. I just don't get to do it much anymore, and I'm definitely not very good at it anymore. So, But playing quarterback, at least you get a stand in place and not show how slow you are and everything. So that is a little more fun for me. And I like riding our the scout team receivers too because I get all the equipment managers and um, some of the guys who don't get out there. And But they've quickly learned each each week that we take it a little more seriously than they thought at first. You know, I, I think, I mean, you could just feel why he's been deemed a player's coach. His his entire career, whether as an offensive coordinator, a tight ends coach, quality, it doesn't matter. People like being around him because he's not that kind of hard-ass Bill Belichick mindset where it's like fun's a bad thing and whatever else. No, you don't have to have that. I've worked on coaching staffs where there's no fun. I, I worked on a coaching staff where the head coach was <laughs> how do I put this nicely? A megalomaniac who had no personality. He was just an X's and O guy. And he tried to schedule in three minute segments where he would he would put try to have fun with your with your with your uh whatever spot you were coaching, right? Your position group. And it's just like, no, man, that's that's not you can't do that. You don't schedule fun <laughs> that, that's 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 what a psychopath does like come on it, it, we try to tell him like this this he, it, it's organic or it's not and kyle shanahan's organic um he i don't think that he's a good liar john lynch since this front office has come in one there's no leaks but also they just overshare <laughs> they're so honest and it's refreshing you know from chip kelly who shared absolutely nothing and had no personality had the personality of a freaking uh piece of tree bark that fell over and died two years ago um but you get this guy and, and it permeates whether you're watching press conferences whether you're watching the games on sunday or whether you're watching practice he allows people to be themselves with guys like kb that dance around like crazy all the time things like that and so you like it. Now, the fact that he's watching game film of his own passes, that's hilarious. Uh, but whatever. You, you take it for what you will. But I think you walk away saying, man, this is a team people want to be a part of. We talked about Hasty choosing less money to stay here. People want to be a part of what the 49ers are, even though they're 4-3. and three. It doesn't matter. This is where people want to be. Um, let's see here from Danny the Bear. John, do you think we start moving some of the practice squad wide receivers up the roster to replace Pettis slash Taylor? Uh, one, you have to wait a week uh, to do that because you're still trying to trade Pettis. Uh, my guess is the problem is if you trade him, you don't really get much of a cap back or anything. I think Taylor's going to be the starter slot this week, so definitely not this week. Once everybody gets healthy, maybe, but... Though the wide receiver roles are pretty intense, and I don't think that there's anybody they're really set on. Jawan Taylor's been on IR for a while now. He would be the one that I would like to see, but he just hasn't done anything, uh, basically saying this year is not going to be his year. Um, let's see. From SB, he says, can the Niners win without Debo and Raheem? 100% they can. Um, will they win? We'll have to find out. 
But this defense that they're going against, and again, I don't want to jump too much into Seattle. I've already got a bunch of clips and stats set aside for that. Uh, but yeah, anytime you could beat Seattle because of the rivalry, because of the quality of our team and our coaching staff, no doubt they could. Uh, Niner drag. We have great depth at safety and running back. I agree. Do you think we can move players before or after the season to bring in more playmakers? Here's the problem. You probably could have traded a running back or a safety. However, they're all hurt right before the trade deadline. You can't trade Tart and you can't trade Ward. They're both hurt. You've got, what, five days before the trade deadline? Uh, talking about running back. That'd be great if you had all five running backs that are healthy. You could possibly try to unload Tevin Coleman. Not that anybody would really want it. It is a decent contract, but nobody's wanting to pay for running backs. But he's he's just coming off an injury, so people want to see what he's going to do. Raheem's not healthy, so you couldn't trade somebody after him. Um, you couldn't trade a running back this week even if you wanted to because we only have three healthy. Well, really, two and a half. Michael Hasty. You got Jarek McKinnon. We don't know about Tevin Coleman. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. And it is interesting. You know, I saw this in the comments. Let's just stick to undrafted free agents from now on, right? Raheem Mostert, check. Matt Breida, check. Jamichael Hasty, check. Jeff Wilson, check. But then you look at the guys we drafted. I hate to say this. Joe Williams. Ah! Could you imagine spending a third-round pick? Not even a third-round pick. You traded up to go get that dude. Ugh, that was gross. Never one carry in the NFL. Gross. No need to go spend on playmaker running backs whenever you have so much success with these guys that are undrafted free agents. Stay with what works. Stay with what works. And I'm going to jump a little bit off pace here. Here's my favorite stat for the 2020 49ers. Okay, it's a complimentary stat involving both offense defense. Here we go. And this is why you don't need to spend up for a running back ever. The 49ers currently have the most rushing touchdowns in the entire NFL. Out of 32 teams, they have the most. 12 rushing touchdowns. Flip side. The 49ers defense has allowed the fewest, for one in the NFL as well, out of 32 teams, fewest rushing touchdowns with only four. We're rushing for 12 touchdowns. We've allowed four. That is complimentary football. That is identity. That is built on purpose. That is drafting Javon Kinlaw to stop the inside run. I get it. He's not getting the sacks. It pisses me off too. He's not getting the pressures. That's problematic. DJ Jones, Javon Kinlaw, and Givens. You got to put Kevin Givens in there. They are stopping the running game. You go back to 2019 team. We were getting all the sacks in the world and everybody loved us. Whenever you looked at where teams ran up the middle, they were gushing right up the middle. They were tearing up the defense. Teams can't do that anymore. Yeah, we're not getting sacks like we used to, but we are shutting down the run, period. That's all there is to it. So, yeah, more playmakers. Kyle Shanahan's always going to do that. I mean, you spend a first-round pick on a wide receiver that's been phenomenal in Brandon Ayuk so far, uh, but I think that's what's important. You stop the run and you establish the run. Kyle Shanahan's no secret what a Shanahan offense wants to do. And I think they're doing that. And a big portion of the success in stopping the run has been number 5-4. That linebacker number one, Fred Warner, you know, he took the podium today. And somebody asked him a question. What's it like being mentioned finally in the all-pro conversation? And Fred, the professional himself, uh, this is what he had to say about being mentioned for all pros and things like that. Um... 
you know, it was. Uh, I mean, when I when I saw it, it was it was for sure. It was flattering, 100. percent You know, ever since coming into the league, throughout that whole draft process, you're you're always being told what you can't do. You know, uh, and uh, you know, I I get drafted to the perfect team, uh, perfect coaching staff. You know, perfect locker room where I'm able to grow and and develop my game into where it's at right now. And in this league, it's all about you know. Everything you've done in the past doesn't matter. It's it's always what you're doing going forward, and so I'm um, I'm just trying to prove myself week in and week out. And now I get another opportunity to do that this week against one of the best offenses in the league. Love it. You love to hear it. And our linebackers have played so well against Seattle, and I'm excited about that. Um, but Fred Warner has been insane, insane linebacker. Uh, definitely all pro caliber. He needs to be in the conversation. Not saying he is the defensive player of the year. He needs to be in the conversation. He's definitely in the top five of that list. No doubt about it. Um, real quick from Niner Drag. Oh, I feel the saltiness. Uh, John asked you a while ago for film on Chris Finke on Patreon. Not surprised the team brought him back. Good player. He is a good player. Um, so I apologize for that. Uh, the request line got full and then the season started and all those things. But um, lots of good stuff on Patreon, which we do year-round. I know a lot of people join us just during the season on there, and that's fine. You've got to control your budget, whatever. It's 8 bucks a month. Head over. The video you're watching right now is part of the Patreon video breakdown, um, but it's just me talking through the whole thing, the scheme and all that stuff. Now, during the offseason, I get to get much more creative. And, you know, get to do player breakdowns where I go over college film, um, all kinds of stuff for draft prospects. So if you haven't joined us on Patreon.com, head over there, Patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. Join the Frank Gore tier. You're going to get your money's worth. I guarantee it. And Niner Drag, I tell you what, man, you get the first pick in the offseason of whatever breakdown you want. So once we get through the craziness of the season and hopefully win the Super Bowl, uh, you let me know, Niner Drag. You call it. You get first dips on Patreon breakdown, uh, whatever it is you want, brother. If you want to break down JTO Sullivan tape, I, I, I'm your man. I'm going to get it done for you. <laughs> we'll, we'll get done with, for that what you want to do. Oh, I love this. From J.D. Hilger, at John Chapman, laugh out loud your quads. If only you could run your legs like you run your mouth. Did you coach me in high school? I swear to God, that sounds like Coach Woodall himself yelling at me. Uh, <laughs> my, my my favorite uh, Coach Woodall, who said, it literally said very similar things to me. We're running you know, sprints one day and uh, he gets pissed off at the team. He's like, y'all aren't even sweating. Me being the smart ass I am. I raised my hand. I'm sweating coach to which he responds. Chapman, shut your mouth. You sweat every time you go to the bathroom. I don't want to hear it from you. And then he made the team run more often. But uh, I did uh, the rest of my sprints while sweating with a big smile on my face. I can't help it, man. Uh, the personality, the a-holeness, it's what it is. And yeah, I talk a lot. My wife can concur. Um, now, Speaking of talking, um, here's the deal. Our sponsors have done a hell of a job. My bookie um, supported us all year. I've got a bet for Thursday's game, so let's take a real quick minute just to say thanks to our sponsors, and then I got a bet for the Thursday night football game. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have. And let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now, 
They have $100,000. You heard me. $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. 10 bucks. You can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands. Sign me up. You too can make up and sign up at my bookie. And here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers49ERS 49 to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means you put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Rollovers will be included in that. And if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started. And if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, MyBookie. All right. Um, if Here we go. We've got the Panthers hosting the Atlanta Falcons. The Panthers and the Falcons, we got a divisional game. And, man, you guys know how I feel about betting Thursday night games. You got to be careful. So if you're timid or your first time betting, start small. You can bet as little as a dollar, one dollar on my bookie. And you can go into specials and all kinds of different things and bet rushing yards, whatever else. Thursday night football sucks in my opinion, but we got it. I'm watching it. You're watching it. Come on. We're crazy football fans. So here's what I'm doing. Um, I'm taking the Panthers. They're minus two and a half points versus the Falcons. Now, it's really, it's it, it's a good bet because here's the deal. I always say here's the deal. You bet 10, you win 19 if you win. Um, Panthers just have to win by a field goal. And here's why I like the Panthers. One, I think they're one of the best coach teams in the NFL. Matt Rule is doing a hell of a job over there, and they're competing already uh, with almost every single team they play. Now, the Panthers last two weeks, they played the Bears, and they played the Saints. Two top five defenses on both sides. Now you get the Falcons? <laughs> you, you heard the tone in my voice. The Falcons are not a good football team defensively. They're, they're like Seattle light without a mobile quarterback. Uh, they give up so many yards, and they have so many turnovers on offense. It's, it's whatever. So I'm taking the Panthers. I think they're going to cover. They have to win by a, a field goal or more. If you think that's a little bit too rich, you can take the money line, which just means Panthers have to win um, outright just by one point, and you still get paid. Bet 10 to win 19. That's my bet for Thursday night's game. Uh, I am placing that bet as I am talking to you because I thought I placed it earlier, but I did not. Um, Anyway, we're up big time on the year. I uh, can't believe the Rams freaking came back and won that stinking game. Uh, not that the Rams won. We had a 13.5 spread on that, and they won by 14, the stinkers. Uh, anyway, almost cussed pretty big right there. Nick, I saw this question after the broadcast last time, and I wanted to talk about this, so thank you. Nick asked this question. Do you think the 49ers regret not drafting DK Metcalf? And you see this debate on Twitter all the time. And I'm going to be kind of a pan. I'm going to be Switzerland, okay, and, and kind of understand. I don't think so. DK Metcalf, if you just look at receiving yards, receptions, highlights, whatever else, DK Metcalf has more of all those things than Debo. Now, Debo's been injured and missed a lot more time. But, again, you're asking with this coaching staff, Kyle Shanahan would choose Debo again over DK Metcalf. There's no doubt about that. And same thing with the Seattle Seahawks. It's not a fit. DK Metcalf, he would be a fit here, but not like Debo. Um, 
So I don't regret that at all. I do regret that DK landed in Seattle because I think he is, I think he's probably a top 10 wide receiver. But again, DK Metcalf cannot do um, everything that Debo Samuel could do. The one player that can do everything that Debo does, that's AJ Brown. I, I think AJ Brown's going to, he's already been a better pro than both of them. And I'm not trying to throw shade on Debo. I think he's incredible. I'm so glad he's part of our team. But that wide receiver class, once we get all said and done, guys like Terry McLaurin, there are so many studs, uh, wide receivers that came out. None of them went in the first round, right? <laughs> Nikhil Harry, who we just played against, which we're like, did we? Uh, you, you've got Hollywood Brown, whatever else. But when it's all said and done, you've got, in no particular order, Debo, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, A.J. Brown, and I'm sure I'm missing Darius Slayton. I think he's going to be up there. There are some quality wide receivers that came out of there, but no, I'm very, very happy um, that, no, you take Debo. You take Debo still. In this offense, Debo is what you want, period. Uh, that's all that it is. Uh, here we go. Next up, what I wanted to do is I wanted to go through some team unit rankings from Pro Football Focus. So, you know, the, Pro Football Focus ranks every single play, whatever else, plus two, minus two on every play. But what they also do is they rank individual units, okay? So first off, total offense. And again, this is all out of 32 teams. This is where the 49ers, we're going to go through every single uh, team offense, passing, pass blocking, receiving, rushing, run blocking. Then we'll do the defense as well. Total offense, the 49ers rank ninth out of 32. Passing, that this is one of the surprises. Out of 32 teams, 29th. 29th. That is bad. So the Jimmy G haters, you, you can surface now, and you can talk about how, man, uh, this is, oh, we got to find a good quarterback. And all, half of my emails and DMs and all those things is about quarterback play. That's okay. I still believe Jimmy Garoppolo, at least now, you have to use this year to figure out if he is long-term or not. You can move away from Jimmy Garoppolo next year if he is bad. I personally don't think he is bad. Um, he's a very, very cheap option. You're sitting there saying $27 million is cheap. Yes, it is now <laughs> because all the quarterbacks that are re-signing are going to be getting $30 to $40 million a year. Yeah, we've got a budget quarterback for the next two years. Um, now, pass blocking, 14th. We're above average, which, again, you got to put the Dolphins game, you got to put the Arizona Cardinals game. You got to put those bad games in there. The Eagles game where they just couldn't block anybody. But 14th in pass blocking, and it's improving. Receiving, we're fourth in the NFL. Now, how can we be 29th in passing, but fourth in receiving? Because passing judges the quarterbacks. Receiving judges the uh, wide receivers independent of the quarterback. A lot of those interceptions and bad passes, whether Nick Mullins or the Jimmy Garoppolo bad games, those were 100% on the quarterbacks, not on the wide receivers. Last year, 2019, I think six interceptions from Jimmy Garoppolo were off the hands of wide receivers. You can't say that this year. That just hasn't been the case. Rushing, we're first in the NFL. Number one with a bunch of undrafted guys. Run blocking, fourth best in the NFL. So you're seeing a lot of positives. Passing's the only bad one. If we just get mediocre play from our quarterback, we're going to be just fine on offense. Now let's switch to the defensive side. Total defense, fourth. Incredible. We've missed nine starters on defense. Nine. Um, and they're still top four. I give Robert Sala a lot of, a lot of, I get upset. A lot. Because some obvious 
adjustments in game he's incapable of. But when things are good, his defense performs very, very well. Um, so I would like to apologize publicly, Robert Sala. I believe you are a great defensive coordinator. I think he's going to be a better head coach than defensive coordinator. But the in-game adjustments, that's the one question mark in mobile quarterbacks. But we stopped Cam Newton, who is a mobile quarterback. Um, so positives, yay, keep it up. Robert Sala, thumbs of approval. All right, here we go. Run defense, number seven in the NFL. That was the one thing, we already talked about it, that they wanted to address this year. Through the draft, through free agency, through everything. Interior run defense. That was the number one focus for the defense. Congratulations, you're now top seven. They're doing it consistently versus everybody they play. Uh, tackling, best in the NFL. Fewest missed tackles. Now, Quan Alexander's missed a lot of games, uh, but even Quan Alexander's numbers have improved. I think he's only missed two tackles uh, two or three times this year. That's it. Um, so, But with Fred Warner, who doesn't ever miss tackles, and even Joukowsky Tart used to miss a lot. He stepped up his game in his contract year. So best tackling team in the NFL, that's huge. Pass rush, 18th. Now, if I was to ask you guys where our pass rush should rank, all of us would say dead last, you know, 28th, whatever. We're 18th. We're generating pass rush. You look at guys like Kerry Hyder, he's got three and a half sacks. Jadavian Clowney has zero. He's got zero sacks. <laughs> um, it's not what we had last year where it was record-breaking, and it's, it's frustrating to see not being able to get to the quarterback. But we're frustrating the hell out of all these quarterbacks, whether it's pocket passers like Jared Goff, whether it's mobile quarterbacks like Cam Newton. Now we're going to have to see what happens with Russell Wilson, who's playing lights out, one of the best quarterback years ever statistically through seven games. Uh, you got your test cut out for you. Uh, Russell's going to ball is what it is. Um, you just got to stop them a few times because their defense isn't going to stop us very often. Um, coverage, we're second best in the NFL, and that's even with the Brian Allen game. Uh, Richard Sherman was incredible before he got hurt. Jason Rett steps in. He's insane. Our slot corner, Kwan Williams, has been great. We have been great everywhere. And this would be the last stat of the day. Special teams altogether, 29th. Our special teams has been, wait for it, drum roll, abysmal. It's been abysmal. Um, It's been bad. It's been really bad. So, Take that for what you want. Um, it, it just kind of gives you a little bit of a snapshot to kind of go through and see where we measure up versus the rest of the NFL. And almost all of them are positive. Passing 29th, special teams 29th. That's really it. A pass rush 18th. Every other one is above average. 16 is the average spot, right? Um, so you have three. That's it. Everything else above average. Passing, I think, will improve. Special teams, I don't know, man. Um, we, we've got some work to do there, but hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast today. Uh, we'll be back in two to three days. Once I get through all the Seattle film, because they changed some things, they changed some tendencies this year, uh, which has been interesting to see, you know, I've watched almost all the Seattle games, but I haven't div, uh, dove into Divin almost said Divin in definitely not a word dove into, um, uh, kind of what they're doing tendencies while on third down and running on first down, things like that. So, uh, I'll get back with you on that Friday or Saturday. If you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe, hit that notification bell, join the countdown crew, man. It's the 28th of October. We got giveaways coming soon. I'm not sure what I'm going to give away this month. I got to do a little research there, but I want to say thank you. And as always stay strong, faithful.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.